two years ago, exactly two years ago this, this weekend, I went on a meditation retreat in Joshua Tree, California. And it was a really beautiful experience. It was three days silent meditation. We didn't talk for three days. Um, you know, it was, it was an experience where afterwards a lot of things opened up in my life and a lot of positive changes started to happen. And I attribute a lot of those to what went down during this meditation retreat. Um, it was a wild experience. I, I didn't talk for three days. I had a roommate who I, I never met, never spoke to. Um, I would wake up at, my job was to wake up at 6 a.m. and walk around the grounds and ring the bells, uh, announcing a new day to all retreat participants. Um, and the, the format was pretty much, uh, you know, hour-long meditation sessions followed by hour-long walking meditations in the desert. So if you can just picture, you know, a hundred people just slowly, methodically walking through the desert, staring at their hands, contemplating life. Uh, it was wild. Um, but I was thinking the other day <laughs> about, you know, I'm meditating, I'm working on myself. But I'm in this really, really beautiful environment and I start thinking to myself, wow, I really need to get like a good Instagram photo to to kind of, you know, summarize and memorialize this this weekend. And um, the retreat had a pool, like a really beautiful kind of Art Deco pool. The whole vibe was Art Deco. It was very like Palm Springs. Um, and no one was using the pool. And I found, um, I had about an hour after lunch. So I decided, here's my moment. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna get like the, this ultimate shirtless pool photo at the meditation retreat. And, you know, I went down to the pool. I started filming using like the remote filming function on my phone and I'm trying to get different angles and I'm trying to, you know, look as cut as possible and make sure the sun's hitting me in a certain way. And I keep messing with my phone and jumping in the pool and then messing with my phone. And at that point I realized this is when uh, the entire cafeteria where everyone was eating lunch had like a direct sight line to the pool. <laughs> I saw all these people just silently, they couldn't comment to one another because this was a silent meditation retreat, but just gauging, watching this, uh, you know, six, seven monster <laughs> so vainly try to get uh, a shirtless self-taken photo in this pool at this meditation retreat where we're supposed to be focusing on ourselves and inner peace and I'm just so wrapped up and concerned with getting the perfect picture. Um, but regardless of that, I still got a lot from the experience and, and I think I can honestly say that meditation has been just like my number one focus 
during coronavirus time. It's it's like a non-negotiable in terms of my day. And as a result of that, I'm just, you know, more productive, more calm, more chill, more loving, more peaceful. Um, I think meditation is something that uh, has a profound effect on human beings. Um, And if I can implore you or influence you in any way, I would say, uh, get on that, get on that TM mantra, son. So Friday night was date night for Nicole and I. So we we packed up our surfboards after work around 4 p.m., strapped them to the top of the car, and headed to Doheny State Beach, or Doho, as the locals call it. Doheny State Beach is a state park in Dana Point, California. It's a really beautiful beach. And the waves there are, are smaller. So it's definitely for, for beginners or longboarders. And Nicole and I definitely fit into both of those categories. So we showed up Friday afternoon, late Friday afternoon. We got an amazing parking spot. And the best way to describe Doho is it's... I like to think of it as surfer kid paradise. So there are tons of kids in the water. Everybody's surfing a wave storm, which is a a foam top board. It's like a beginner board. And Nicole and I also surf those same kind of boards. So there's hundreds of kids in the water, all surfing the same waves. Super good vibes. Everyone's chill. Everyone recognizes that, Everyone is a beginner, so there's no animosity, there's no dirty looks. Everyone is just like celebrating and cheerleading each other and like getting really hyped when someone catches a wave. It's just like a great vibe. And on the beach, it's families picnicking and kids having birthday parties. There's like cupcakes everywhere. It's surfer kid paradise. If I was a surfer kid, this would be like the dream. Doho. So Nicole and I, all these kids having crazy birthday parties on the beach, millions of kids in the water. Nicole and I get in the water and we're, we're seriously like the only two adults in the water and hundreds of kids. But we paddle out and it's absolutely stunningly beautiful. Um, like around 5 p.m. by this point. So like, it's not magic hour yet, but the sun is starting to set. The water is a perfect temperature. One thing about Doho is there's like tons of rocks. So like, you really have to be careful when you're paddling out, but we got a really good spot in the lineup. And almost immediately, we just start catching waves like clockwork, like catching waves, standing, getting long rides. We're so excited. Because, I mean, catching a wave is, it is an unbelievable, indescribable feeling. It's just like pure joy for 
10 seconds or however long your ride is. You know, it's, it is just like this moment of, of deep focus and um, heavy mindfulness and just like in, incredible feelings of success because, you know, to get to this point of actually standing up on a surfboard, catching a wave, you know, there's, there's so many hours of practice and frustration behind that. So it's just so triumphant. And we just start catching wave after wave. About the third wave I catch, I'm up on it. I look behind my left shoulder and Nicole is just like riding right along with me in tandem. And we're just like crushing this wave together. And it was a highlight of the summer. Just an absolutely beautiful moment. It was awesome. And, um, and we just continued for the rest of the day, just really, really crushing it and, and having a blast. Um, and, you know, like I said in the last episode, this has been like the summer of shred and, um, we're really enjoying getting out there and starting to conquer this, this really, really difficult activity and it, and it just feels awesome. So highlight of the summer, my amazing, beautiful moment riding tandem with Nicole. I will always remember that. I challenge you, think about what's one beautiful moment that like you can really pull from your summer that really defines the whole thing. Um, maybe you haven't made that moment yet. We still have, you know, a month and a half of summer. Just keep chasing it. Q teen has been tough on everybody, but you know, the sun is still shining and, um, summer 2020 has been really beautiful for me. Um, this is Patrick. Love y'all. So we just got this cart from Costco and it's a, it's a collapsible cart. It's super durable. It's got like these big, heavy rubber wheels and it, it can hold like 300 pounds and it's, it's almost like the shape of like a wagon. It's like a heavy duty wagon. And it's, it's really been like a game changer in quarantine because if you're a Costco shopper, you know that leaving Costco, it's, it's really hard to carry groceries into the house from Costco just because everything is so big and just like uh, difficult to, to carry. So we got this card and it's, it's been awesome. And especially for me, because like I, I have a tendency to always try to carry as many things in my hands as like possible. So like traditionally, like if I'm leaving my car, I'll have like a gym bag in one hand. I'll have like a massive water bottle in the other. Also while clutching like a laptop, you know, I'll have like a backpack on my back and I'll have like a surfboard in the crutch of my arm. And like, I'll like try to like get from the car to the apartment like that. And it's always a disaster. I'm always like dropping something and getting like super flustered. You know, traditionally I park across the street from my apartment complex in this parking ride. And I have to cross like a really busy street to get to the apartment. And it's just like fluster central. You know, 
I hate it. And Nicole sometimes calls me the car wash man when I'm getting flustered carrying stuff because like if you've ever like driven by a car wash in the summertime like a lot of times they'll have like this like floaty papery mascot guy out front that just kind of floats in the wind and he's just like very lanky and and um and that's sometimes how I feel when I'm carrying too many things in my hand like the car wash man overextended way too lanky don't fit in my own body and I'm trying to carry nine million things I'm dropping nine million things and um and this card is is really like the game changer that's gonna switch all that up so it's been awesome for QT and this Costco card I guess this is a, a product review for me a plus five stars get yourself a cart save some time don't be the car wash man I am so fucking sore, man. And it's it's soreness that's just a result of, of way too much physical physical activity. Um, like Nicole and I, we've been hitting 6 a.m. CrossFit every single morning, getting our watt in. And then I've been generally doing like either surfing or running or another workout in the afternoon. Um, so it's just been like this nonstop grind of just like CrossFit and surfing and both Nicole and I today are, so this Saturday after just a long week, Monday through Saturday, double workout surfing, the whole deal. Like I can barely walk right now. Nicole can barely walk right now. And it's just like this deep intense soreness that that sucks in terms of mobility but it's actually like a pretty triumphant feeling because it's just the result of like a lots of intense hard work and um and it's the best soreness it's a soreness that like you allow yourself to just kind of lie around and not do anything because um because you put in so much work in the, the week leading up to it. So we're just sending it left and right. I think we might possibly start our own CrossFit YouTube channel. And so that's something that's in the works right now. There's this couple um, named Craig and Jasmine who have a, a YouTube channel that we really like watching. And they're like this UK couple who just profile um, CrossFit athletes and and they're constantly showing their workouts and their wads. Ah, D- Nicole, join the podcast. Join. So, you've heard me speak her name numerous times. She is really the star of this show. Ladies and gentlemen. It's the podcast. Oh, hi, audience. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, surfing stance? What's your favorite surfing beach? My not favorite surfing stance is the poop stance. <laughs> poop stance. 
which gives away the beginners. It's when your feet are wide and your knees are facing out and you look like you're needing to go on the side of the road. <laughs> right. I love that, the poop stance. So Nicole and I, we're in the process of forming our YouTube channel, which is going to be just a focus on CrossFit and surfing and um, just good vibes in general. So stay tuned to the YouTube page. We don't have a title yet, but uh, it's going to be excellent. Hey, this is Patrick. Welcome back to the podcast. And this is the section of the show that I like to call Q-Teen Updates. Where I'm going to give you guys some stories, some interesting news, some things that catch my attention about this ever-changing world that we live in during these unprecedented times of COVID-19. And uh, one thing I like to do, I I keep myself updated and I, I follow several online news publications, um, one of them being NJ.com. Because in my New New Jersey roots, I really like to stay updated on what's going on in the great state of New Jersey. And I saw an article the other day about my alma mater, Califon School, being in the news. And it's it's really rare for Califon to be in the news. It's a super tiny town. Um, and for me to see it in like the headlines is kind of special. And Califon's in this in the news because um, just I guess some background. Califon School is a really really tiny school. So generally, from kindergarten to eighth grade, there'll be like a hundred kids or less in the entire school. Uh, when I was there, from kindergarten to eighth grade. I had a total of nine kids in my class every single year. And it was the same nine kids. So that just kind of gives you some perspective on um, on the size of the school. But because it's so tiny, um, Califon has in recent years constantly been under the threat of shutting down just because they don't have the numbers to um, warrant the state funding that they're getting. So I think like last year, the school had a student to teacher ratio of one to four. So for every four kids, there was one teacher. Um, And that's pretty unheard of. And and it's really great in terms of education, you know, because kids are really getting um, personalized instruction. But in the wake of COVID, with all these schools shutting down, schools not opening, schools doing remote learning, Um, Califon has decided to keep its doors open because with the low numbers, um, social, socially, uh, distant learning is, is a, is a real thing there. Um, and they're actually inviting kids from other districts to come and attend school. Um, so I think that this is a way for them to kind of almost save the school because I think that they were really on the brink of, of shutting down. And, and it's, it's an amazing school. I have so many good memories from going there. I feel like I got a great education there. I feel like I've tried to implement in my instruction as a teacher, like a lot of 
um, different special things that teachers did um, that, you know, still stay with me to this day. Um, And, you know, COVID-19, it's changing everything. And now California school has the potential to to thrive again. Um, Fun fact about California school is I still hold the California school scoring record for 51 points in a single basketball game, which was, I think I, I, I got that record in 1998 in Frenchtown, New Jersey, French, Frenchtown Elementary School. The basketball court was actually on a stage, which <laughs> was just a very bizarre event, but I'm going to talk about that, that faithful day in another podcast. But uh, for now, Califon School is living another day, and, and that makes my heart feel good. This is Patrick. Love y'all.